What's going on, Irregulars? Welcome back to another Thursday. It's your girl, Katie, week three, your new co-host. How you doing? You know, Bobby, I'm here. You're here. Mm-hmm. In one piece. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah, that makes one of us. What do you think so far of the duo? Of the duo? <laughs> I think you're doing pretty good. I Thank have you. to say so. I have to say that. You Thanks. know, you're doing pretty good. How about you? What, how are you feeling? You know, I'm here. Um, I was out a little late last night. <laughs> we made the we we uh, pushed the time to record back a, f- a few times today. A, a few times. A few, <laughs> let's a few hours. Okay. Uh, so we were supposed to meet at eleven, um, and we are now starting this episode. It is two o'clock. But you know what? I always say, if people ask me to be somewhere, if they don't give me an hour heads up, like if you want me to be somewhere at twelve, tell me to be there at eleven. Like, and 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 if you know me well enough at this point. In our friendship, you should know that. And if you don't, it's on you. <laughs> and you know what's funny is even last night I was like, hey, what, when you want to record? And you were like, ah, how about noon? And I was like, how about we just say 11 so then we make it for noon? And here we are at 2 o'clock. And, but when you said that, I did my little like clapping like, yay, he's learning. <laughs> yeah, he's learning. Thank God. And then, of course, it didn't work out. Oh, well, here we are. Um, Bobby, how are your New Year's resolutions going? They're going good. Um, they're going good. I guess, because my one was to hit on every girl on the planet, and I actually slid in the DMs with some chick, and, you know, just hit it off, we're shooting the shit, dropped a couple good lines, and then before I knew it, you know, got her number, and we've been chatting a little bit, which uh, kind of leads into what a lot of people have reached out to me about, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, Caitlin and I's mutual friends. There he goes. There (laughs) there it is, (laughs) is that everyone's like, Bobby, why do you... Why do you call Caitlin Caitlin? And I'm like, Which it is my full name. Let me preface it with that. Um, I only usually hear Caitlin from doctors and coworkers who just read my email and don't actually know me personally. Uh, everybody else calls me Katie or Kate. Yeah. So I was like, well, we kind of just figured this out here because the girl who I slid in the DMs with, her name is also Kate. And I'm like, this is going to get confusing pretty quick. They do spell it differently, though. Well, mine is mine is very unique. Shout out to my parents. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to mom and dad. But I'm like, all right, well, this is going to get confusing. So and like now we're on like a professional level. So I was like, I feel like Caitlin just works a little bit better. And then what was it last night? I kind of <laughs> we came up with an interesting, interesting realization. So um, I actually went on a date this past weekend with a man named Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so now I will be going on a date this week with a girl named Kate. She has already went on a date with a guy named Bobby. So we are essentially dating each other through two other people without actually dating each other it's been very confusing for us it's been very (laughs) confusing for our mutual friends yeah um so we're probably just going to go with like robert and caitlin robert i'd rather anything than robert all right we're now taking suggestions for bobby's new name Uh because you know (laughs) because here we are if i go on date number two it's going to get even more confusing yeah i got to make it to date one so i guess maybe we'll we'll figure this out and once we get to date one we'll, we'll have to reconvene you know draw up a new strategy and see what's going to go on um but i'm actually it leads me into this topic here where i'm very very surprised you actually went on a date that is extremely unlike you did not follow through with bail plans yeah no no bail plans (laughs) you know 2021 that should be your resolution to 
commit to non-bail plans. Well, and especially in the sense of dating, I think, is what you're kind of getting at here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so this, so. this was my fourth first date in my whole life. And I am 29 years old, and I have only gone maybe even fourth just, like, date in general, actually. What, I don't understand that, though, because, like, to me, like, even if you meet up with, like, mutual friends and, and kind of just, like, go out for, like, a bunch of drinks as, like, a group, like, I consider that a date. I don't. I think, to me, a date is going out to dinner or drinks with a member of the opposite or the same sex, whichever you're into, and sharing the time together, just the two of you getting to know each other. I mean, I I agree. I definitely agree. But I just think, like... There is a piece where it's like if it happens to be someone that you are mutually friends with, like in a group of friends, like you can I don't know. I, I feel like you can that a date. No. I don't know. I feel like Maybe that's why I'm so scared of them. So I don't know why, but I've I think it's I it's it's gotta have been forever, I guess, obviously. Um I just have never really dated. Like it's just always been super scary to me. I tend to gravitate gravitate towards people who are my friends first or I have gotten to know in another scenario in some kind of way I have never really done the whole like especially with app dating and stuff like that I just it scares the shit out of me I don't know why it just freaks me the fuck out and I bail almost every time <laughs> well yeah I mean and it's it's weird because like that is exactly the opposite of what I like my new year's resolution is because I was the same way like where like People will be like, oh, go talk to that chick. Like, you know, you think she's hot or at the bar or whatever. Go oh, talk see to her. That? I kill it at that. I will walk up to any stranger at the bar anytime, any place, and tell a really corny joke or like make a comment about the way that they're sitting. You know, I can approach anyone. But the idea of meeting someone at a public place and sitting across from them and like this is just like what my head does. I <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, am I gonna drive? Is he gonna drive? Where should I park? What if I park too far away? Should I bring my coat in? Should I bring a purse? Like, do I order a vodka soda? Do I order a martini? Like or how do many I just drinks get is water, too many? Like, a like I my brain just just freaks out and I just self sabotage and then I used to cancel the day of, which I mean, I low key did like two weeks ago. But <laughs> normally now I just don't even bother pretending that I'm going to go on the date and I just delete Hinge and now I'm single as fuck. And here I am. So, like, how did, how did this man win you over to go, like, actually get you to go? Oh my gosh, this is so funny. This is like, <laughs> this is me in a nutshell. So, this is the same dude I bailed on before. Um, nice. He got COVID and the universe sent me like a bone and was like, here, you don't have to see him for two weeks. You can just chat with him in the meantime. And it's been great. I could actually like get to know him first and then and then go out. But that's, you know, whatever. I went on a date and I'm really proud of myself for that. That's a big deal for me, which sounds so fucking lame, but it's true. Why is it a big deal, though? Like I get like from your previous history of like not going on first dates I, which I still can't comprehend, like the fact that you're 29. No you've one been believes on... me when I say that. Like I think guys think that that's like my line to be like, oh, this is my first date. Like no, it actually uh, to really like, like to be it, cute or whatever. No, yeah, like yeah. Th this is so embarrassing. I don't fucking know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I crush it at first dates. I, that's one thing. Like once I'm once I'm there, I feel like I'm good. I mean, probably. I think I'm pretty good. No, I mean, I've had. I two... guess I'm not that good if I'm still single, right? You yeah. Know? That's a good point. Fuck. We are. Why are we giving advice about this? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but what do you think like that all of that really like stems from? Um, I think 
a little bit of my anxiety for sure. Um, and, and, you know, I've. Are you saying a little bit of it stems from anxiety or that you only have a little anxiety? Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I have got quite a bit of anxiety. Okay. I think a little bit of it stems from the anxiety. Just to clear the air on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, it's actually an interesting thing that you bring up. And I think something that we'd like to discuss pretty in depth today is I, as I mentioned in my first episode, I suffer from ADHD, which I think affects my life in a lot of ways that I never really fully comprehended until my adult life at this point. Um, and it's been challenging and a little bit uncomfortable, I think. Okay. So uh, explain that. So, okay. So personally, and maybe this is an insecurity thing. I really don't know. I think when I mention I have ADHD or I have ADD, I think first of all, when I say that most people that know me are like, <laughs> okay, duh. Well, like we had talked about this before, like, you know, before we even decided to really like make it something on the episode. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I think that everybody to a degree, like same with like OCD, I feel like everyone to a degree has some sort of OCD. They don't like a certain, you know, some things a certain way, like whether it's like the volume or how they wash their hands or something, you know, I feel like everyone to some degree has form of ADD or ADHD, which we're going to dive into the difference between those two. Um, but it's a, and I think because everyone has like a, a, a smidge of it and it's also like more of like a prominent thing nowadays within kids and young adults and whatnot, that it almost like gets downplayed, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you have ADHD. You're like, oh, okay, cool. So does everyone, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, well, yeah, just because everybody has, it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't like really fucking affect me. You well, know what I mean? I think some people, my perception of it, and maybe it's because of the way that I grew up, a lot of people don't think that it's a real deficit disorder people think that it's just the crazy kid in class that can't sit still and we're making an excuse to make him feel better that's kind of how I even now that I have it and I've been diagnosed and I've you know I'm on medication for it I still feel that way about it yeah because I think like and I'm gonna say it don't really care I mean it's my fucking podcast or our podcast I don't (laughs) give a shit you know what I mean um like it's our podcast and don't you fucking forget it yeah yeah definitely (laughs) but like I mean, with the boomer generation, you know what I mean? They just don't, they don't understand. And it's not their fault that they don't understand because think about this. Like I, um, I believe the statistic is scientists and, and stuff like that only know about 10% of what our brain is actually capable of. Mm -hmm. So imagine, you know, 50 years ago, like think about how much advancement there was in technology and medicine and science and all that stuff, you know, in the last 20 years okay so imagine 60 years ago how much has changed from then they just fucking didn't know you know it's not their fault they just didn't have the technology to know and understand you know i think my my family is pretty my father especially is very black and white he's very much like you have a problem you find a solution and you do it and that's how you get through things which in a lot of ways is true but so he's probably like the type of guy like if you want if you were a cigarette smoker he's like okay you have a problem you smoke cigarettes you quit cold turkey exactly Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely my dad quit cold turkey for my mom by the way that's great yeah first date smoked a cigarette my mom's like you smoke he's like yep she goes i'll never go on a date with you again threw it back in the trash hasn't smoked a cigarette since okay i know we're on a tangent here but i just need to say bobby's parents are the fucking shit they rock (laughs) they are so cute like they their interactions are amazing. I'm, I'm in love with them. They're awesome. Shout out to the Ashtons. Yeah, they rock. <laughs> as as, uh, as Mike O'Malley would say, Lord and Lady Ashton. And they deserve that title so fucking much. Let me just say that right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I grew up in a household, you know, with mainly driven by my father in the idea that 
ADD, ADHD are not real. Like they have outright said that many times. Um, so I think I just didn't, and it wasn't like I felt like I was hiding something growing up. I had no idea. Like I just lived my life and, you know, I would forget things all the time. I remember one time I played soccer when I was little and one time I lost my soccer ball, which is like, it's a soccer ball. It's big. It's round. Where can you put a soccer ball that you lose it? I grew up in a row home, like a very small row home. Where the fuck was it? Yeah. And I remember him looking at me like, how the fuck do you lose a soccer ball? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So he used to say this thing to me a lot. And I can remember it like in the same tone. And he would look at me in the face and be aware of the world around you. And that was kind of his way of saying, stop fucking losing everything all the time, you fucking idiot. And yes. I'm like, God damn it. I did it again. Like, <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and that has carried over pretty much throughout my whole life. I will i mean you can attest to this i lose my cell phone in on my, a regular basis in my own home i don't oh it's in front of me right now but normally i almost never know where my phone is i lose my keys all the time i've lost like 12 wallets like which i'm gonna say too for um and whatever here i'm gonna say it for a young lady to lose her phone in 2021 that's like a thing like they're usually attached to their phones actually just i'll rephrase for a millennial to lose their phone and i don't care if you're a boy girl or consider yourself whatever whatever you want to identify as for a millennial to lose their phone in 2021 is the would be the end of the world for most and it's people. not even like losing it like i've lost it forever i left it somewhere it's it's misplacing it within my own home 14 seconds ago i, yeah. I will search search my home for my phone just because I can't remember where I set it down. And it will be in the dumbest fucking place. You're like the bathroom. You're like, what? Literally, this happens to me all the time. And now that I live alone, I've actually started to try and get a little bit better about it because I don't have someone around to call it. So if I lose <laughs> it, I have straight up lost my phone for hours in my own home because I don't have anyone to call it. I'm like, I've had... Is that embarrassing? I, you know, <laughs> I've had to go to my parents' house and be like, I need to borrow someone's cell phone because I need to bring it back to my house and call myself until I find my own phone. Okay, that's embarrassing. And it'll be like tucked on a shelf or somewhere so weird. Like, but I just, that's the way my brain works. So, so kind of to bring it back, that's just behaviors that I've had my whole life. And I didn't really think anything of it. I'm just like, whatever, I'm, I'm flighty. So when did you like kind of real, like, I mean, I feel like you've realized that you were this way for a long time, but like, when did you realize that you needed to do something about it to make life a little bit easier on you? So, um, throughout college, I think college is kind of a unique experience, right? Because you're not sitting in a classroom for, I don't know what, eight hours a day and, and you're not yeah. stuck there. You don't have to ask to go to the bathroom. Like you have short blocks of classes and my major was communications and journalism. So a lot of my classes were really hands-on. We had a lot of projects. There was a lot of talking. It was a lot of interviewing. It wasn't a lot of sit down, read this book. Here's a PowerPoint slide. Right. Yeah. Right. So college, I was able to get through. Um, and you know, like you're in college, there's a little bit of self-medicating here and there. So um, I was able to get through that. But when I got my first job right out of college, I remember knowing, and I was transitioning from bartending, which... Um, was tough is perfect for someone with ADD or really ADHD, is. which really again, is. we'll have to dissect the difference between those two, but that is a perfect job mm -hmm. because if you work at a busy bar, you're just, you have to jump yeah. from one thing to the next. You and know. that's, I've been in the industry forever. So that's the only job that I ever knew. Mm -hmm. Um, again, getting by playing to my strength. So I was sitting at this desk every day and I remember just 
going insane. I remember I would look around and I would count how many times people around me went to the bathroom because I wanted to know what what a normal amount of times to go to the bathroom was because I needed to get up. I needed to move. I needed to just have like a change of scenery. And I used to, I'm not kidding, I would count. And I know the average person goes to the bathroom two times a day, once in the morning and once in the afternoon. I would go three times in the morning and three times in the afternoon just because I needed a change of scenery. And I'm like sitting here racking my brain. I remember I used to Google as I was sitting there on my phone, like, is it normal to hate your job? Because I just, <laughs> I couldn't, and it wasn't a bad job. It was a good job. Um, I would cry in my car on the way home from work because I'm like, this is just unfucking bearable. Solely because you just flat out couldn't concentrate just on Just because sitting work? there it felt fucking mind numbing. And I felt like I, I literally felt like I was going to die. It was, mm-hmm. it was horrible. So finally I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I should just look into this and, I did it without anybody knowing. Um, I had I was living in Philly at the time, so I kind of went to a doctor that was a little bit far away, and I was strategic about it. And my initial appointment. What do you mean by that? Like. Well, I didn't. I just kind of didn't want anybody to know that I was doing this because I was honestly I was embarrassed. I thought people were going to think that I was lying. That's I really truly did. We uh. And especially because I was, about this last week. Especially because I was twenty, twenty three. So, mm. I'm to me I'm like I'm too old to be doing this. Like I should have done this. 15 years ago so I just I just had an appointment with a counselor and I basically just said like this is what I'm feeling I feel like it might have some characteristics of ADD does this sound right to you and she was so nice this woman that I sat with and she explained things to me in a really like truthful honest non-judgmental way and some of the things she was asking me it, it just I I cried in the session because I was like I can't believe these are characteristics of this disorder I've had this my whole life and like I thought that I wasn't paying attention I wasn't being aware of the world around me like I didn't know that people with ADD or ADHD which is actually what I have um that a characteristic is losing things a lot um not liking to play board games not liking to do puzzles always having to be the person that watches the game once when it happens before actually starting because listening to someone read directions for a game, I mean, you can attest to this. We've oh, yeah. done this before. Yeah, when we played, uh, what the hell was it called on uh, New Year's Eve? It was called uh, it was Hot a, Seat. Yeah. And yeah, we a, played Hot Seat, and I was like, they're like, okay, who's – pretty much they were like, who's the most sober one here? And I was like, I am. <laughs> and then and I, was, I literally whispered to Bobby, I'm like, can I just watch this one round, and can you – talk me through it as we go and i was just like i got you but yeah i had to read the rules and i like read the rules and i would say like there was like eight of us i think i would say like five of them were like okay i got it and then i guess that's a good process of elimination the yeah. other three have adhd mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean they're like ah, whatever so, yeah so just stuff like that like i didn't know that that was and i mean there's just other and it, 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 even saying it right now i feel embarrassed saying it. and i don't know why i had this like shame about it that it's it's fake or it's I'm leaning into something to try and make an excuse for being forgetful or something like that. I remember being in college and actually hitting my parents up too and being like, I think, I think I have ADD or ADHD. Like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. And they're like, and I remember my dad, you know, was, well, no, you're fine. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't know, man. I am. I remember like when I was, uh, for those of you who don't know, I did pledge fraternity. Um, and when we had to go, we had to do, library hours you're mandatory six to nine and i remember being in library hours like and since i had to be there um if i didn't have any work that i needed to do or even if i did have work to do i remember catching myself and it's funny because your 
like your um i guess you would say symptoms quote unquote is like your mind they are are symptoms yeah yeah like your mind races you go you sprint from one thing to the next and mine are the exact opposite where i just full-fledged black out like i will sit there and i will be like i don't know maybe writing a paper or something like that and i'll pause to like think about what i want to say and then all of a sudden I just stare off in the space and I'm like looking at the clock or I'm like looking at this book on a shelf and I would just, and then I just lose total control of my mind. And then I look down I'm like, Oh fuck. Like 10 minutes just went past. Like how fucking long was I just staring at something that was just, and the amount of people that walk by are probably like, what is wrong with this kid? That is, honestly, <laughs> like I'm listening to you say this and that just sounds like such a foreign concept to me. Almost. I almost am jealous because I, if I could quiet my mind, I would give anything to quiet my mind, but my mind is going 1000 places every minute. Yeah. But like, it's not, but it's not quiet though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I do black out yeah. in a sense where I just like kind of stare off, but your mind's still going. Like my mind is still like, bah, 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 bah. and I'm like, and then I'm like, Oh wait, you know, like right now I'm like looking at the ceiling tile mm-hmm. and I see like, there's like a little stain on the one ceiling tile or something like that. And it's like, if I wasn't doing this, if I wasn't recording right now and I, we were just sitting down here like reading a fucking book, my eyes would be right on that ceiling tile and I would just lose everything and just be like, oh shit. Like, no, I don't know. I think maybe 10 minutes is an exaggeration, right. but you know, I'm, I'm staring at it for like way longer than I should. And I'm like, oh God. And I like, I remember telling my parents, they're like, ah, you're fine. You're probably just distracted. You're, you're pledging. You're in college. Yeah, you're 19. Just... You're full of, you know, hormones and shit and you know you want to you're thinking about the next thing as far as like when you can get the fuck out of here you're still full of hormones let's just clarify well yeah yeah (laughs) but like you know um i was gonna say young dumb and full of cum but you know whatever love that it's great that's good you're coming good one-liners today let me tell you you're welcome um so yeah so i think that was kind of what i what i expected to be met with when i finally expressed this but to have met someone that she and we a lot of it was just talking in the beginning, but um, there w- there was a series of questionnaires and things I had to fill out, and it was so easy for me to do. Like it, I flew through the worksheets, and I almost felt like, you know, when you have a problem, and sometimes you aren't sure just how bad it is, and you're like, am I making this up? Is this is this weird or is this real? And someone listens to you and hears you and says, you know what? No, this is real. Like absolutely you're right they're giving you like that affirmation yeah and that was that's what that felt like for me it was like finally someone was like all right like you know you're not a dumbass and i i got called flighty a lot in high school i remember flighty flighty like Like f-l-i-g-h-t-y yes um i remember i had a teacher that called me that in a conference i had a coach call me that in front of the whole team um and it was extremely unprofessional but and you know, i mean what i did but in, I was... in their in their defense because i've been a coach and i've definitely like you know trying to connect with kids and, and you you rag on them a little bit um so you're probably more just trying to find common ground so in their defense they might not actually know what's really going on and not oh, to no, they were they were calling me out they were like you're, you need to stop being so flighty i'm like okay sorry like i'm in eighth grade like what do you i'll do better <laughs> yeah so um so yeah and then there's just like a couple other things i can think of when i was a kid i remember I was really, really smart. Um, Well, I mean, I'm still smart, but um, (laughs) I was a straight-A student growing up, right? So this was kind of what threw me about the whole thing because I was really smart, and I used to get straight-A's, and, you know, I was involved in everything, and 
always doing my best and whatever. And I think that's kind of what threw me off because I'm like, well, if I had ADD or ADHD, like I'd be getting bad grades. Like I'd be getting in trouble. And um, the woman that I was speaking to about this when I finally went to go see someone, she said to me, if you are very intelligent as a child, you can usually make it until about eighth grade. And then that's when you know, you start switching classes and things start getting a little bit harder. Start falling apart a little right, bit. Right, and that's when your grades will start slipping. And as soon as she said that, I started bawling my eyes out because that is exactly what happened to me. I got straight A's my whole entire life, ninth grade. I got my first C, then I got my first D. 11th grade, I got my first F. And I was just, I could not get it together. I just couldn't. It was, and, and my parents were like, what's wrong? Are you on drugs? Like what's happening? I'm like, no, I just, I can't explain what's happening in my brain, but I just can't get the work done. I can't pay attention in class. It was torture. Honestly. It's actually funny you say that too, because now that I think about it, like I was always like an AB student, like, you know, for the majority of my career. And then it was 10th grade. I think I, or ninth grade, I got like my first C on a report card. I remember my heart dropping being like, fuck my dad is gonna kill me because let's also keep in mind like eventually more than likely i'm gonna have my dad on the show at one time because when you know everyone like brags about their dad like being the best Mm -hmm. when i say my dad is the smartest person i've ever met on the planet he really is he is literally the smartest person i've ever met i've never heard him say i don't know whether it's like about like biochemical engineering (laughs) or like why my girlfriend's mad at me he has an answer (laughs) for it all and it's like i don't i don't get it so um I've actually talked about him on, on the show before, but I'm like, my dad was valedictorian of his high school, graduated, I believe, from uh, Drexel um, with a 4.0 in engineering. And I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't get a C. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's a genius. So I then had my first C, I think it was in like ninth grade. And then I remember 11th grade, um, every marking period that we had i had at least two c's on my report well, and card. that is that is somewhat common i mean school gets harder right well it it's gets not... harder well no and if i'm not mistaken i don't want to make myself like discredit myself but i think i had four c's every single marking period i said at least two just to buy myself a little bit of room there but i think i had four c's so that means i got like four c's and a and a b and that was it and my a and b were probably in like gym class and it's funny because they say that female brains develop faster than um uh male brains so i wonder if the statistic changes that that this therapist said saying like hey you know usually you make it to about eighth grade ninth grade or whatever but because you're female it may have delayed me where mine didn't really hit until like 11th 12th grade and in college a little bit as well too because i didn't do very well in the beginning of college but it's also i was also away from home and partying way too much <laughs> bloomsburg baby <laughs> yeah once i transferred to temple i actually i made dean's list of my last semester at bloomsburg and then i transferred to temple and graduated with a 363 gpa which is like it's pretty good i guess right well my parents wait i graduated with a 3632 too. squat up dude yes yeah, smart people here we are mm-hmm. smart persons in the house um okay so basically my parents kind of when I got into college, I had that broken up schedule, which honestly was a godsend to me. That is what brought me back to getting good grades again, um, not having to sit there for four or five hours at a time and just pay attention and ask questions and be quiet and sit still. College, I feel like was the have most- Have to ask you to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, like, like college was just so liberating for me. And then 
I got good grades again. And that kind of like reaffirmed my parents that like, oh, you were just fucking up. You weren't paying attention. You weren't doing the work. I'm like, okay, like here we are again. It, it's got to be Getting downplayed. Me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah. be me. So I think finally having addressed it um, and when I got – I tried out a couple different medications at first, which also I thought was really cool that my therapist was willing to work with me and to find the right thing for me. Um, and that was helpful a lot too. And then when I finally got the dosage and everything figured out, I feel like my life is so much different now. It's yeah. so different. Yeah, and I actually want to dissect the medication or yeah, the medication side of things, or would it be medical, whatever. Um, like, so you are currently medicated, yes. correct mm-hmm. for it? Okay. Um, now the only thing that I don't, which I'm, I understand, like the ADD and ADHD can come about in children and stuff like that. I totally understand. I, the only thing I, I don't know if I totally agree with, which, again, I don't know. I don't know the answer, and I don't know the science behind it. I don't study the human brain like some of our other people who have been on the show. Shout like last week, <laughs> shout out Liv. Um, but, you know, I, one thing I do struggle with is medicating children for it. I think in some instances it makes sense, I, and, and, I, and I get it, and that's fine, but I think, like, as a whole, our society is very quick to medicate. And there's just something about an adolescent be changing the chemical balance in their brain in an adolescent for someone who has not been fully developed yet. And there's that just, it doesn't really sit with me. But again, I, I don't know if they're, because I, and, and I guess, and to be honest, I don't think anybody really knows because we're really just kind of figuring all this shit out honestly I and think... w- we don't know what the effects are 20 years from now because right. we haven't we haven't really been able to study the effects of it from now you need a, a large uh, plot of data in order to know what really happens when you medicate a, a child who is 12 you know what i mean i think honestly and, and i can say this speaking from my own experience and having a couple of friends whose children are medicated i think for me i when i began the journey as we'll call it, um, I had a great therapist. And then he actually retired a year after I had met him. And he was the one who was prescribing my, my medication. And I got a new one kind of through the same practice. It was a new guy to, to the practice. And he didn't – my theory is that he probably was getting a kickback from certain companies. And he told me he would no longer prescribe me the medication that I had already been on for a year and made some change at that point. He, his exact words to me were, they don't prescribe that anymore. And I never, I didn't, I didn't have the balls to ask, well, who's they? Like, what are you talking about? Now that I'm older, I can say without a doubt, I'm, I'm almost sure that he was probably getting a kickback for prescribing certain medications. You don't even want to get me on a tangent on the medical industry and how much of a fucking med, between med, uh, like medical industry, big pharma and insurance companies. Oh yeah. I mean, we all could, but I think, so Basically, he messed with my meds, and he had me on three different medications throughout that time, which we had already kind of experimented with my first time around with my therapist before that. And, I mean, I the, the, the idea that I was fucking with medications so much, like, that still makes me sick to my stomach. That I, I was getting – he would send me with three different prescriptions for three different kinds of medication, all for the same thing that I need. Like – what if I had a problem? Like, what if I was an addict and I now had access to 90 pills for for one cause? Like, fortunately, I was looking, I was there for the right reasons and whatever, but 
I remember at one point I came to him and one of the medications was making me super depressed. Like my at the end of the day, I would cry or I would just like stare at a wall like I was not well. And I had brought this to his attention and I said, you know, the other medicine I was on was working fine for me. Why is there a reason I can't go back on that? And he totally deterred the question and was like, well, I can write you a script for an antidepressant if you want. I'm like, no, 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 I mean, that's I don't not, want Why more. would I be on two when I was on one that worked fine before? So yeah. basically, I, I fortunately, I found a new doctor and that was a whole other process, finding someone new. But, yeah. but my point to all that is I think um, a lot of what Liv said last week, every single psychiatrist is different. Every single person in that, in that field is different and has a different view on things and has a different you know, way of treating different things. And I think, I think she used the word approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different so approach. I think that with children, if you have the right therapist, and I'm sorry, the actually psychiatrists are those who can prescribe. So if you have the right psychiatrist and they are willing to work with you and they'll listen and they're there really to figure out what's going on and what's best for you as a child, I think in that scenario, medication would work. And I think in a lot of kids, a lot of kids really need it, honestly. Um, but I think there's, and I, and I really don't want to go bashing the medical field because I have so much respect for all of them, but there are so many doctors out there that just want to write a script and send you on your way because yeah. I've experienced it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Churn and burn. See ya. And it sucks. Get it's my bullshit. paycheck and I'm out. You know it really I mean? is. And it breaks my heart for those kids because I dealt with it as an adult and I, I cried in the office to the secretary. I'm like, why, why is he giving me so many different things? Why can't I just have what I had before? And I was 24, and I was crying to the, like. Let alone the, a fucking 12 year old. Right, you know and what I mean? and the parents want to do what's best, and, and and we trust the doctors, right? Like they've gone to school, they're in this field because they, they want to be and they want to help. But I don't think that all of them necessarily are doing all the right work for the right reasons. Yeah, and and here's the other thing too is again most parents nowadays are ignorant to what this is mm-hmm. so like if a doctor's like oh we need to prescribe your kid this they're like oh, well we got to listen to the doctor and most parents are not going to question it because they they just don't know not most i, I mean some right yeah and, and bobby and i are speaking from observation right neither of us have kids so we don't really know <laughs> yeah but i mean like let's be honest it, if i didn't start this uh, you know if we didn't start this podcast and and run with this and uh, you know whatnot and like kind of like talk about these things i would kind of stay you know on the other side of things right. and, and and just have to trust the other person mm-hmm. i i would never have dove into this topic with anybody else before you know and and thought about this and i'd probably I, i'm not gonna lie i probably wouldn't listen to the doctor but now a days i probably am gonna be like mm. Well, I think it's important to talk about it. I think that was what I learned about all of it. It's important to talk to someone in depth about what you're feeling and what you're going through before you rush to medication and yeah. and just exploring what that is. And there was actually a point, too, recently over the last year and a half, because I also struggle with depression um, personally. And this time last year, I was actually really, really down, like deeper than I've ever been in depression in my entire life. I can say that without a doubt. And I brought this information to my psychiatrist who I see for my ADHD. And he said to me, he's like, well, you know what? Sometimes we misdiagnose ADHD for uh, bipolar disorder. So maybe that's actually what you're struggling with and you're, you, don't, you don't have ADHD. Like, let's look into that. And we did. And it turned out that I was actually just super depressed. Um, 
but but still like the fact that he was willing to even like talk about that and look at like we've been treating you for one thing for the last i don't know seven years maybe it's something different let's look at that like that's why i like him so much because he was willing to talk about things and and say like maybe i fucked up like maybe this is not what you actually are, are battling and i like so many people just would not do that and i think that's Oh, it just makes me so mad. <laughs> I'm she, getting pissed over here. Yeah, I guess she's, she's actually turning red right now. <laughs> Steam is blowing out the headphones right now. Well, it's actually it's um, interesting, too, because I do know that when you go on medication for any type of anxiety or um, antidepressants or anything like that, you are actually on a two-week watch whenever you are put on like if you just start it or if you change your medication what you're do you mean te- a two-week watch you're supposed to be put on a two-week watch like by your whoever prescribed it to you because obviously you see the commercials all the time like here's an antidepressant drug like blah blah side effects more depression right. you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. so you know basically they they say hey try these out and they kind of keep tabs on you over the two weeks because that's really where you're going to find out if this medication this dosage or whatever this kind is is going to make you feel worse or make you feel better or stay stagnant and And that's um, what they did for my medication too when i was when i was exploring all that as well but um yeah i think it's i i guess the moral of my story for all this is if you have friends that have adhd if you have add like Try and cut them a break. It's, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's it's, it's I, a lot. I found um, I love to run. I love, love, love to run. And I, I someone actually asked me one time, like, why do you like running? Like, what do you think about when you run? And That's your escape. Well, I thought about it, and I'm like, when I run, I am – I like to run outside, so I'll, I'll run a route, and, like, it's just me and my head. That's all I have is me and my thoughts. And it feels like the only time when I can just kind of – sit there be forced to address my thoughts and i can kind of lay them out I, I i can see it in my head what i'm trying to say but it's hard for me to explain they feel linear they feel like they're in categories and they feel like they're they're lined up and i can explore thought number one think it through move on to thought number two whereas like in my regular life it's, every day here's thought number one here's thought number 17 here's thought 34 right you know and, I mean? and you and i were talking earlier about the difference between add and adhd and i think i, w- I do want to touch on that and before we started this we did do a little bit of googling on this behalf but basically add and adhd are interta- interchangeable right they have a lot of the same characteristics the difference really is the h which is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and this is what i suffer from um, not suffer from. This is what I, I live with and I deal with. Um, but that I basically like that means that basically means that instead of getting distracted like by things that that come about and just kind of shifting my focus here and there, I quite literally sprint from thought to thought. It is not. It, it's 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 exhausting. Honestly, <laughs> it's really exhausting. <laughs> That's way to describe it. Um, and some of the things, some of the s- symptoms that we came up with and. I, this sounds so stupid. I feel like I'm, I still get like emotional reading these because it feels like, okay, like I'm not crazy, right? This is something that I actually deal with every day. So just to read off some of the, some of the symptoms from the Mayo Clinic, behavioral symptoms are aggression, excitability, fidgeting, hyperactivity, impulsivity, irritability, lack of restraint, uh, cognitive, which I think this is the one that really hits home for me. Absent-mindedness, difficulty <laughs> focusing, forgetfulness, paying, problem paying attention, short attention span, mood, 
anger, anxiety, boredom, excitement, or mood swings. Like just. I like how it's like up, down, up, down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and that's, boredom, excitement. You know. What that's I mean? quite literally how I feel every day of my life. But um, I mean, being medicated helps. I, I like to say, when I take the medication, I feel like. I don't change. I feel like the world changes, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't feel like I'm different. It feels like everything else kind of just feels different around me, not me personally, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but I, I, <laughs> I support you on it. You know what I mean? I feel like almost – it's almost like putting on glasses, right? Like like when, 3D glasses. Well, no, it's like, it's like putting on glasses. Like, things just are kind of blurry. I don't have glasses, so I don't Shit. know. <laughs> <laughs> things are kind of blurry without them, and then you put the glasses on, and it's like – Okay, I can see. Like that's kind yeah. of like what it feels like, I guess, maybe. That's all right. I can appreciate that. I mean, I don't know. I've only been really medicated one time for um just a little bit of depression here and I still don't even think I think it was a placebo, to be honest. Just kinda like I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was in college. Um, after some events transpired, which eventually one day I'm sure will come out and mm-hmm. I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> Stay yeah. tuned. This is a juicy story. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It'll be a, a probably a 15-minute monologue by me, which will be yeah. great. Um, but, yeah, so I remember yeah, it was after that. And so I, I still do think it was a sugar pill just because it, it was more like, okay, you kind of just had something happen to you, you know, whatnot. Um, you just need to work through it, and this might kind of trick your brain into like, oh, you're feeling better. So, I mean, I don't know. I could be totally fucking wrong. I do that. I don't know if that's – I think you'd be surprised. I, again, I don't know. I'm, Somebody I, weigh in. We need, to, we need to phone a friend. We need to call Liv and yeah, just ask. Yeah, well, here, yeah, I, I don't wear a white lab coat, so I guess I can't really, you know, attest to that. But, but yeah, so um, stemming off of that, it, uh, of that whole topic, one, thank you, Katie, for opening up a little bit and sharing a little bit about what it's like to live with, or sorry, to yeah, to live with. To live with, yeah. To live with something like this. And um, I do hope at one point, um, it's common for adults to get off of medication as you get older because you learn coping strategies and you learn how to work through it. Um, I am hoping at some point to not have to have to be medicated because obviously if you don't have to put medicine in your body, you know, why that's, would you? So, that's ideal. So I, that is my goal at some point in my life to not have to have to be medicated forever. But if I am medicated forever, then I am. I, I've kind of – people ask me that a lot. Like, do you think you're going to be on this for the rest of your life? And like, the, again, the shame in me – four years ago was like oh no like you know i'll, I'll be fine I'll, I'll figure it out but the older i get the more i'm like if that's the way it is and that's yeah, the way it I is i think i might need this and you know what like i don't yes i'm in disagreement yes i'm gonna be medicated probably forever yeah. and if that's the way my life turns out that's then it is what it is i'm gonna try not to but if that's where it goes you know that's where it goes yeah yeah, I think that the reason why we really wanted to dive into that is because a lot of uh, like feedback, we want to learn a little bit more about you and stuff. So um, thank you for opening up about that. The other set of feedback that we got um, as this platform starts to grow and grow and grow um, is, you know, the number one question is, what is this show about? And that's like a really loaded question because there's, I feel like it's hard to like pinpoint one thing. Yeah. And um, we kind of just wanted to address that now, too. So I know one of the my biggest um, goals, I guess you could say, for this platform is is really to just shed light on things that are looked at as irregular, but it's actually extremely regular. Yeah, it's the regular people that are dealing with them every single day. Exactly. So, like, I want to, you know, like this ADHD, anxiety, depression, you know, mental health. I mean – you know, 
even just like normal things. Like I think um, the episode uh, with Zach was awesome. Like talking about like what it's like to be a coach, you know, like people don't, not everybody's coach sport. Mm-hmm. Not everyone knows what that's like. Not everybody knows what it's like to deal with parents. Not every, mm-hmm. and although it's, seems pretty regular it is irregular though and like kind of like that transition back into fourth of the irregular irregularities of i screwed that one up irregularity irregularities there we go help 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 (laughs) us um but you know and and you know the regular things in life just kind of transitioning back between that like you know some people who think something is so regular is actually so irregular and then some people who think something so is something that is so irregular is so regular oh gosh, we're down such a rabbit hole right now <laughs> yeah, exactly but that's fine you know what i mean fuck it it's our show we can do what we want um but you know it's I, that's really that's one of my main goals yeah absolutely i think having people on especially I, i'd like to shed light on issues that maybe are harder to talk about sometimes or people might think that they understand but hearing it from a regular person that you pass on the street every day I think kind of gives it a more relevant aspect than maybe having just read about it in a book or reading someone someone's Facebook post about it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, a meme that goes by or spoken from someone who's a fucking millionaire or mm-hmm. something like that. Which not saying that their opinion isn't as valuable, but it, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't resonate home as you know as much as someone who like like you said you pass by on the street every day and you might not know that they deal with this or they deal with that. And I think oddly enough, um, I mean, I'm going to use the South park reference where like to say like, Hey, I understand that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And it was actually, I don't know if, do you watch South park at all? No. Okay. So it was the episode where cable Loki. Oh yeah. Another another fun fact about me. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, the episode that Stan's dad said it goes on jeopardy and says the N word. And then he then Stan spends the whole episode trying to prove to Token, the only black kid in the school, that he's like, oh, I'm sorry. My dad's not racist or like he didn't mean it and blah, blah, blah. And Token, the whole episode is just like, dude, stop, like just mm-hmm. stop. And then finally, at the end, there's always like a big like revealing, you know, lesson or whatnot. And at the very, very end, Stan goes to Token. He literally goes, Token, I understand. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's and that was it. And like. That's why I love South Park is the levels of comedy there. It's you're like, wow, that really hits home. And I think that's also important to address on this platform too, that like there are thing there are things that we are going to talk about that I flat out understand that I have no clue. And I but think those why not things, talk about it? Those are the things that we want to talk about. I want to have people on here that are going to, that are going to teach me things that I don't know. Shout out to Scott. If a diff- if a conversation is a difficult conversation it's probably one worth having absolutely yeah for sure he has a shirt that says exactly that and i want to buy it off of him <laughs> <laughs> so um and then on top of that too i think another another big aspect of this is that like regular people have success stories there are you know and there it, there's so much shit out there i mean in recent events um there's just so much shit out there everything's negative i you know you can't even watch the news for five minutes without just being like oh my god i feel terrible Mm -hmm. that like i do want to shed light on the fact that like there are really good stories that like normal people you know make it out of you know what i mean like that they do have some hardships but here we are you know what i mean like mike o'malley lived under a fucking bridge Mm -hmm. 
you know, and here he is, super successful, married, great group of friends, but great But you would wife. never know that about him having never. met him. Never. And that's, I think, kind of what we're trying to pinpoint here is that regular people have lots of irregular stories. And we want to talk about them. We want to normalize them. We want to explore them. And also, you know, tell some jokes and, you know, exploit ourselves a little bit in the process, <laughs> too. <laughs> this is, yeah, kind of blow our own spots up, which is yeah. fine, you know, because... We're just here for you guys, you know. If we need to self-deprecate to, to make you guys laugh... Trust me, we would, we're like we a will. dartboard. You know, we're just gonna <laughs> sit there and you can just throw darts at us. That's fine. I make it easy. I'm a big target. You know, so yeah. um, on that note, we're gonna wrap today's episode up. Uh, thank you again for listening on another Thursday. Um, make sure you follow my personal page at yo bob e y o o o underscore b o b, and also make sure you uh, join the Facebook group as well. And of course, if you are following us on Instagram, you're probably very pleased. We've been posting quite a bit at a regular podcast. Follow us, uh, like us. You know, if if you're interested in being on the show, we've actually had a lot of people reach out on that respect. And my response every time is, "Make me an offer I can't refuse. Tell me why I should have you on this podcast. Give me a good story." Um, also, follow my personal page at Katie underscore A N I. It's Katie K A I T Y underscore A N I. And as you guys should already know, make sure you guys like, subscribe, and download um, on any platform. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, whatever platform you guys use. Make sure you're downloading the episodes. Um, That really helps grow the platform in itself. On that note, we will talk to you guys and girls next Thursday. Love you. Love you.